Welcome to the Shape Podcast. We believe that God has designed you for impact. But how do you take the brilliance inside of you and turn it into reality? Shape is a place where world changers, culture shapers, industry leaders, and political thinkers will come together to explore the ways that shifting what we believe shapes what we see. We're glad you're here. Well, welcome, Shape family. As always, I can't thank you enough for including us in your drive, on your jog, your grocery run, or wherever you are doing whatever it is that you're doing. We're excited that you would bring us along with you. Today, we're going to be looking at something we all do, all hate, and all need. Yep, that's right. We're talking about failure. I hate this idea of needing to fail. It's not my favorite idea at all. But at the same time, I can't deny that some of my biggest setbacks in life were actually setups for the next thing that God had for me. So we have a special guest behind the mic today, my friend, the living legend, TGG man, Swagmaster T, the one and only Tyler Gwynn. Tyler is a creative painter, thinker, and world-class dresser. He was just featured in Tribeza Magazine locally and Saatchi Gallery internationally as one of the artists to watch in 2020. We sat down with him to talk, cry, and laugh our way through how failure is a map to destiny. Tyler, my bro, it's so good to be with you. Thanks so much for taking some time to share your story with us. Uh, for our listeners who do not know you the way that I know you, why don't you just give us a little overview of yourself, my man? Mm, wow, that's a that's a big question. Uh, I don't know if any of us can explain ourselves in a few <laughs> words. I'm, I'm probably just like everyone else listening, very complicated person that is at the age of 30 now this year still... Dude, figuring you turn out 30 I turned year? 30 this year. So I feel like I'm at this place now where I've had enough experiences to to know some things and I feel it in my body, the pain of, of getting older, <laughs> but I still feel young and I don't necessarily apply what I've learned. <laughs> I understand so, that, bro. So that's that that's kind of where I'm at. But um man, I uh I consider myself a, a visual communicator for sure. Okay. Um, a creative at heart. Um, grew up in a creative environment at home and I've just been that person throughout my life where people kind of go to for ideas, ideation, um, visualization of ideas and, um, and sometimes strategy too. And so, um, that's manifested itself in advertising and in marketing, um, and in fine art most recently. And, um, you know, I just feel so blessed that God's given me this gift to, to create and, and that people have connected with it. So, so uh, you're going to have a whole bunch of people checking out your website, uh, tylergwen.com to look at some of this beautiful artwork that you have created. But if you had to describe your art, how would you do that? So I like to say that the, the art is living and active, and I'm pulling that from Scripture, right? Um, but but I do, really do mean that I want it to feel like I just painted it and stepped away and... Um, that reaction people give of wanting to touch it is, is, and engage with it is my, is my favorite quality in the work. But like we kind of had mentioned before, like they're wall sculptures at the end of the day. It's something yeah. that, that protrudes off the wall and jumps out at you. So Yeah, I love it, man. Um, it's been so fun to watch all that's been happening over the past couple of years. Uh, but my dude, this didn't just happen. No. Uh, when we 
met actually. Uh, it was a cool winter day at a pop up shop in the NYC of the South, the one and only Waco, Texas. Waco. I spilled an entire cup of hot chocolate on about five hundred dollars of merchandise. <laughs> now, at my that merchandise. Moment, yes, your your <laughs> merchandise. At that moment, you were not painting. So. Take us into your story, kind of the pre-Tyler, the creative visionary, the creative director, mm, the yeah. artist um, that's making Austin a more vibrant place. Like, what happened before now? Yeah. Um, so so I had actually heard you speak prior to that meeting, and so I had built it up in my head how cool you were. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like at this uh, at this pop up that I'll talk about in a second, waiting for you to come, and then here you come and spill chocolate all over everything. But uh, no, so to to kind of backtrack a little bit, painting is definitely something that has only been happening for the last three years. Um, something that found me. It's not something that I can claim and say. You know, I planned that this would happen. Yeah. Um, I, when I was a little kid, I, I definitely thought I was going to be an artist at some point, but maybe when I retired, maybe as a hobby. Oh, yeah. um, and so I went to went to business school, got a degree in business marketing, and um, just wanted to figure out how to be creative and make money doing it, support a family someday. Um, like I said, I navigated my way through ad agencies and working directly with clients on creative strategy. And what I found is that I really loved connecting people and I really loved taking an idea and making it reality for people yeah. and seeing their reaction to that, just the joy around it. And um, whether it's a, a business becoming, you know, an actual business and not an idea or, right, right. or just an ad, um, something that people could really grab onto. Um, and so I, I had this dream to open a men's clothing store. I know that's so random, but <laughs> but I think God does put things in your heart yeah. and um, I had this, I had the soft spot for, for makers and for people who are in shops and doing things, making great products, high yeah. quality products and, um, that were passionate about having fewer, better things. And so I said, you know what, I want to collect those, those people and I want to share their stories and I want it to be in a format that's personal, that is face to face and where people can actually buy those products and make them an extension of themselves. So um, I moved to Austin in 2014, late 2014, to open this store. And God opened every possible door for that to happen. Yeah, I, it was like a red carpet. I, yeah, it was random like random favor. Like experience. I left a really good job, good steady job, um, and was like, all right, God, let's see what this is about. And immediately, like, one dinner fully funded venture wow. type thing. I mean, it just very atypical yeah, experience. Um, so I loved every aspect of running that business. I was so passionate about it. I thought I was going to retire doing that. Yeah. That and, and you, and yeah. My, probably my favorite part of, of knowing you then was like how you were so in it to tell the story. hundred percent of the products that you guys were curating. Like yeah. it wasn't, I mean, of course, it was a business. Yeah. You wanted it to be profitable. You wanted it to to make money to support your family. But even yeah. more than that, your passion was finding these creatives um, that were at times hidden yes. and giving them a platform uh, to be able to showcase what they were yeah. doing. And yeah. I mean, I'm a capitalist at heart. So like, I, I figured I could help them 
by leveraging this this gift that I had been given and and give them a platform to share their stories yeah. and um, and so yeah, it was certainly something that I felt like wow, everything is going right here. <laughs> I I was able to open a store at the highest foot traffic per square foot in Austin location, and yeah, I, I mean it, everything was just great. So. Um, while all that was happening is when, when the reference you, you made about meeting each other is, um, I was doing a pop-up shop in Waco and really excited to, to meet everyone that was there supporting the business and in comes JD and it's like a bull in a China shop. Just like, <laughs> it's real excited coming in real hot with a lot of energy. I don't know if you guys knew that, but JD gets excited about things and I, I look away for one second. I think maybe we were high-fiving and a cup full of hot chocolate just goes over about $500 worth of sweatshirts. I mean, easy. I mean, like, I ruined. covered. Yeah, ruined. I ruined an It was a mop shelf. situation. Yeah, yeah an yeah. entire shelf of sweatshirts. Absolutely. So, great way to meet you. Yeah. Definitely Strong left. start, dude. Oh, yeah. Strong start. Oh, yeah. We're trying to achieve those quick commitment vibes. <laughs> how, de- how, deep, how deep do you want our friendship to go, <laughs> yeah. bro? How much money are you willing to invest into this I thing? I mean, we were in it day one, yeah. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, we, that business definitely was a way for me to meet people like you, people who, who cared about the product and cared about the makers and cared about the community that was, that went along with that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I still hold so many of those relationships so dear that I met, uh, these people who just cared about what I cared about, but for the right reasons, it Mm -hmm. it wasn't, um, just about the product. Like you said, it was about the story. So um, yeah, so from there, uh, I, I'll just cut, you know, cut to the chase. Well, I, I mean, it I'll, happened really quickly. I mean, yeah, it was kind of like yeah. this incredible. Well, let me say, let me say this about it. I, I felt, I felt like there was something happening with the business and I just didn't know, like God was prepping me. Huh. I remember having a conversation with you one day in the shop and it was raining and I just kind of told you like, is this it? Yeah. Like, did I I did it, but like, is this it? You know, is is, is this all there is? Right. Like, I just don't know. And I think what God was setting me up for then was like, this isn't it. Huh. And you thought it was like you you set a pretty low goal for yourself. Wow. Like it seems high to some people, but it's pretty low. Yeah. And like this is just the the foundation for something new. So, anyways, I I come to work one day and and yeah, essentially get asked to leave. Um, this business that I had dreamed up. I have all these notebooks in my desk still. And, I mean, and just yeah. for clarity for people, like this was your idea, yeah. your brainchild. Yeah. You were curating all the brands. You were the guy making it all happen. You were sat down yeah. by the two other partners in the business right. one random morning. Yeah, literally just like, hey, can we get coffee? And in a matter of uh, 48 hours, um, my... Everything that I had access to in the business was revoked, and my salary was was removed without pension, and my equity behind my back eventually was taken away. Um, and so, dude, what in yeah. the world did that feel like? It felt like, well, failure for sure. Um, the the moments of explaining it to my family and my friends were some of the hardest conversations that I've ever had because it was like a death. It was like sure. this dream that I'd had, you know, and was so excited to share and so many people had poured into and supported. Like I had to tell them like, it's not mine anymore. Like it's gone. I have no control over this. And, um, so yeah, failure. Um, 
on my part, failure on my with my family and, you know. Um, but also, like, wondering where the misstep was. Like, and you risked a ton. I risked everything. Dream, right. I mean, you yeah. left a job, moved. There was no backup plan. Yeah. There was no. You were all in. Yeah. Because um, I think whenever you do something with a backup plan, it doesn't work. Yeah. And so that's always been my mentality is, like, if I'm going to attack this, like, I'm not going to leave any stone unturned. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go for it. And so that's what you're left with is, is empty, open hands. You're just like, okay, God, like, I gave this everything, and now I have nothing. So what, what was the point? Like, what did you want to say? Yeah. And, and I was angry because I thought God wanted to use me in that platform mm. to spread the gospel. Like, I, th- I thought selfishly that he needed me mm. to be in that store to talk to those people. So that's, wow. that's tough to take. But. I mean, but the other side of what was going on in your world was not like everything was winning either. Like yeah. th- th- that moment represented almost what seemed to be like a season of difficulty. Yeah, the unseen for, for sure. Yeah, it, came, it all kind of came to a head. So essentially behind the scenes what was happening is um, years of infertility with my wife and unexplained infertility to make matters worse. My favorite quote from a specialist we got was that the two of you are incredibly unlucky um, to have a doctor say those words and then to leave the room and for us to basically just start bawling. Um, This is after multiple treatments and, you know, miscarriage and different things. So you combine that with the fact that I battle crippling anxiety and hypochondria, Um, just just crippling Um, panic attacks, hospital visits, you name it. And it's something that for a long time I just hid. And and whenever all this stuff happened with the store and with fertility, it came out. It was like, hey, yo, what's up? I'm here. It's yeah. my turn to play. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was like when it rains, it pours for sure. Definitely. So it's like this super dark season. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was winning at anything. Yeah. It was like I would wake up in the morning and not want to be awake. I'd just be like, what's the point? You know, like what? Today is only going to have bad news for me. So so you take us into that first painting. Yeah. Because that story is really cool. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I basically picked myself up and w- had been doing some consulting for, for, for people and was enjoying it. But I knew that God had other, other plans. And so one Christmas, this was 2017, uh, in 2016, for Christmas, I asked my family, just like, give me money so I can go buy supplies for art. Like, I don't, I don't even know what that looks like. I haven't taken an art class since, you know, sixth grade. So, like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. But please just go buy me or get me enough money to, to buy one canvas and some supplies. So they did. And in, in January, went in my back, backyard and was like, all right, God. Like, I'm kind of mad at you, but I'm also, like, willing, you know? Like, I'm here, so, like, let's figure this out. And it was truly just worship, just, like, saying, okay, do use my hands for whatever you want them to do. Like, mm-hmm. these aren't mine. I'm sick of working on the computer. I'm sick of trying my way, so, like, mm-hmm. let's just see what you have. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy to think about where that led, but but that first painting unlocked in me this form of expression that I have never been able to articulate before. So 
you know, yeah, I remember you calling me and be like, dude, I've got an idea <laughs> yeah. of reading scripture mm-hmm. and then painting what it makes me feel when I read it. And, and that was really volume one of yeah. your work was... Yeah, it's still to this you day. reading the Bible. Yeah. Um, so what, the way I like to say it is that my paintings are a visual language, and it's just a response to, to Scripture and experiences that are led by Scripture. Hmm. Um, they're evoked by encouraging messages, for sure. Yeah. So if you had to, and this is going to be like a trick-loaded question, but, but yeah. if you had to say that that failure that you went through mm-hmm. taught you something, mm. what would you say that it taught you? Well, I, I was reminded there's, there's three really strong things. The first is that God's timing is not my timing. Mm. In no way, shape, or form does my timing matter. Um, my willingness is more important than my timing. Yeah. The second thing that I learned is that the, the foundational elements that I considered to be so important to who I was as a person were actually weights that God was wanting to, to break f- me free from. Wow. You know, it was like these things that I thought were important that people needed to know about me were actually things holding me back wow. from, from being true to myself. Um, and I think the, the last thing is I was reading, during this time of first starting to paint, I was reading um, the Isaiah Servant Songs, and, it, and there's a, this reference to God talking about how we're an arrow in his quiver, right? And, and he's waiting to pull you out and to fire you. And I just realized that I thought I had already been fired. <laughs> you know, I thought yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I thought I had missed. And, and God was just saying, like, I'm not ready yet. I'm about to, to do something different. So... Um, yeah, those were very big lessons for me. So this extremely dark season, what felt like every door that was easily opened yeah. was quickly slammed shut. Yes. There's this... Abruptly. <laughs> yeah. There's this personal battle that you're going through with your anxiety, mm-hmm. the, the the fight, which, by the way, just to mention, you now have, with your beautiful wife, the yes. cutest 13-year-old... 13 month, not 13 year old, 13 <laughs> month <laughs> baby. Uh, when is this being aired? Yes, seriously. <laughs> uh, who's just a ball of fun. Yeah. Um, and freedom from anxiety. So, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just, I mean, I'm not the same person. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you, you have this incredibly dark season where yeah. everything that easily opened was quickly, abruptly shut. Mm-hmm. Everything comes unraveled. Yeah. And then that season actually led you. Yes into now how God is using you to really expand his story. I mean, the, yes. I mean I've mean, i been with you at, I get to do things because I know, Tyler, that I have no <laughs> business doing. Like I got invited to this like really exclusive art curated exhibit that you had to have like an invitation to get in. So I show up, you know, in my like H&M jeans and my hand-me-down t-shirt. Thank good. you, thank you, thank you. And uh, shout out to H&M. I, I will take endorsements from uh, H&M 100%. So um, I show up and I hear Tyler explaining one of his paintings, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite, which is the the notes of the choir master. Yeah, yeah. And um, you're explaining it to this potential buyer. And I'm thinking, like, I wonder how he does this. Right? Yeah. Like, 
you're not there as a Christian artist. No. Your art is beautiful, fine art. These guys are here to purchase fine art. I'm like, mm. I wonder how he's going to tell this story. I was so blown away at how crystal clear and bold you were yeah. when you were just looking this guy in the face like, I believe that God has given us a book in the Bible, mm-hmm. and the Bible says this, and that's made me feel this, and so yeah. I painted this, and I'm just standing back going like, man, that is my friend. <laughs> like, I know that guy, and the, the mouthpiece and the megaphone that God's given you in that space mm-hmm. continues to grow uh, and, and expand, and it's amazing to me that if you would have thought before you were asked to leave the business, if you would have thought like, man, success is this, it was that that company would succeed, mm-hmm. yeah. that it would grow in influence, um, and, and that would have been winning, being obedient to what God had called you to do, that was you being faithful to what he had spoken to you. And it was actually the failure of that, the pain of the personal struggle you went through, what felt like a season of L's mm-hmm. was actually the setup for God to put you in this position to where now, can we just be honest, way beyond way beyond the influence you yeah. would have had with that business. And it just keeps expanding and growing. Um, and and I, I couldn't be personally more proud of you, but just really Thank quickly, you. man, can you just tell us what's next? Like what, mm-hmm. what's some of the things that are coming? What do you yeah. focus on? Like what's next for, for Tyler Gwynn? Well, like you said, it's it's continuing to to figure out how to be true to my beliefs in the artwork and still find ways to, to be where I shouldn't be in terms of uh, places of influence, right? And how do, I, how do I become an artist that people respect because of the artwork and, and because of the technique and, and because of um, you know, the product itself? And then after the fact, find out that it's, that it's yeah. spiritually guided. Um, and that's something that's really challenging. It's like any industry. I would say to anyone, like, if you if you try to go in guns a blazing with the Bible in hand, <laughs> I'm I think that people will see that first, but but there's no relationship there. There's mm-hmm. no there's no credit to who you are as a person first and no way to say like, oh yeah, I know this to be true of that person or or for example, the artwork. This is a this is the fruit of what this person does. I want to find out how that happened. Yeah. Um, so what's next for me is, is continuing to see the kingdom expanded in this industry. And very recently for me, it's been testing the power of prayer mm. through the artwork, not for myself, but for artists I've met who also share these wow. values. I'll give you a quick example. Yeah, there's please. two there's two artists that I'm pretty close to on on Instagram. And I ba- and they're they're both all their work is is based on scripture as well. I prayed for them for a month straight, and I just said, God, like open doors and make them foolishly successful. Just like make it to where they don't even know what to do. Mm. And the things that I had hoped would happen for myself happened for them very wow. quickly. Um, they became um, noticed by very important people um, in the art world, and they're they're killing it right now. I so mean, they're, cool. yeah. So, so what that showed me is like, if I have someone's back, someone out there probably has my back and, and we can go about this together. Um, and, and God will move whether it's me or not. Um, he's just looking for people willing. So 
I love it, man. Yeah. Your your dream is to see God uh, do the impossible uh, in the fine art community and ultimately have the beauty that you guys are shaping and curating uh, tell his story. Yep. And, and I love it, man. And I, I'm so thankful that you didn't let your dark season uh, put the brakes on what you were really made for. Hmm. Uh, and we're better for talking to you today, man. And we love you. Thanks for having me, JD. Hey, do us a favor. If you're excited to jump in with us, click that subscribe button and like it, share it, comment about it. We want this community to grow. We want to see a movement of dreamers take over the cities that you're in. So let's stop waiting and start shaping.